Howdy everybody and welcome to today's episode of the Debauchery Circus Campaign here on the Random Rhapsody Network. As always, we are live streaming our sessions on twitch.tv first and then we'll be uploading the episodes to YouTube and on podcast one week later. If you enjoy what you see here, feel free to follow us on Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube, and you can check us out on Facebook as Random Rhapsody TV or on Twitter as Random underscore Rhapsody. So when we last left off, the debauchery circus had enlisted the aid of Grossite Runash, a conjurer with the Institute Arcanum, to help Finn learn more about the nature of his curse. After meeting with the heads of both the Erudite Conclave and the Institute Arcanum, the circus decided to descend into the sewers below Northamia in search of the two ingredients necessary to complete Runash's conjuration spell namely the blood of a newly deceased humanoid and the leaves of a poyok plant, which was said to grow somewhere within the sewers. The group decided to begin their search in the merchant district of the city, and, after choosing a location well, aware, well away from prying eyes, the group climbed down in the hopes of finding the herb before the moon reached its zenith at midnight. Inside the sewers, the debauchery circus focused on a labyrinth of tunnels, tubes, and pipes that served to funnel the city's water, wastewater towards the sea. The group was reasonably hesitant to go into the water, and so decided at first to follow the raised walkways instead. This led the group through a mind-altering gas, along slime-covered corridors, and eventually into the waiting form of a gelatinous cube. Eventually, the circus realized that their chosen path was a dead end, and that they would be forced to enter the city's wastewater if they wanted to proceed. The naturally aquatic Ormer took the lead and guided the party through a long series of pipes, battling their way against both current and crocodiles, until the group discovered a much narrower pipe leading away to the north. Finn, Fontine, and Ormer decided to explore this pipe, while Turgot preferred to ride the current away and out into an air-filled chamber once more. Finn, Fontine, and Ormer eventually discovered an area that seemed to be a drainage route filled with debris. As the group explored, they were swarmed by a legion of hungry rats desperate to devour them. Finn threw caution to the wind and launched a fireball into the narrow chamber, annihilating most of the rats and doing a significant amount of damage to themselves as well. Fantine was thrown back into the current of the wastewater, leaving only Finn and Ormer to deal with the scorched remaining rat. Eventually, they were indeed victorious. And while Fantine was pushed back through the water, eventually out the other side, there she, she and, um, and Turgot discovered a goblin living in the sewers. And so, debauchery circus, the party is currently split 
Finn and Ormer are still in the drainage chamber, surrounded by the bits and rubble left from the destroyed rat nest. The two of you are both badly burned and exhausted, no doubt, from your ordeal. Fontine and Turgot, as I said, you two had ridden the current out into a much larger chamber that guides the, way, the water towards two drainage pools at either end. On the southern platform, you found a rather surprised-looking goblin who seems to have set up a little camp down here in the sewer. He is seated on a small crate near his tent, and he's holding a bowl filled with something steaming in his hands. His expression is one of bemusement as you both climbed up from onto his little walkway there in front of the fire. Between you and he, that little fire lights up the chamber around you and gives you your first in-color look of the sewers. The stone is dark and green-gray in color, stained no doubt by both the liquid and the fumes of this wretched place. The water flowing behind you out of the wall is a dark, filmy brown color in the firelight, and you have to fight a little not to retch at the sight of it. You are, of course, completely soaked by that same water. The water flows both north and south of you in swirling pools, that whirlpool at either end of the chamber you're in. The goblin is has a narrow wooden bridge across the water to the walkway opposite, on the opposite side of the chamber, and you can see a barrel at one end and some wooden crates stacked on the other side just at the edge of your field of vision. As you guys are standing there taking all of this in, a question comes to each of your minds. The question is, is your character willing to risk the well-being of others in order to achieve their goal? And Finn, why don't you go ahead and start? Depends on what you mean by risk. If you mean by risk, like, hey, come along with me to go rescue her, then sure. But if you mean, like, hey, sacrifice your friend's life to get her back, eh, probably not. Okay, interesting. Turgot, how about you? Uh, I guess it depends on the circumstance and who I'm, uh, whose well-being I'm risking. But uh, if it's uh, someone I don't know, then probably. Okay. Fantine, how about you? Yes. <laughs> um, I actually have a flaw on my character sheet. Um, that is, I intend to make a name for myself in this world, and I'd go to great lengths to do it. Um, so yeah, I think Fantine has a dark streak. Okay. Ormer, how about you? I think Warner would not intentionally risk the well-being of others in order to achieve all the... if it happens. We're a bad bunch of guys. Yeah, a little bit. And yeah, I, I do... So, unfortunately, Ormer today is using a borrowed laptop because hers kind of went kablooey this weekend. Um, Ormer... Why don't you try closing out roll 20 completely? I already did that. 
No, but what what I'm wanting you to do is just close it out. Just close the program entirely. Um, just use Discord. When you want to do something, tell me what you want to do, and I'll roll it for you on roll 20. That way you at least have your audio. Can, can you try that? I also can't hear you when you have your mic. Okay, we're going to give that a try. But anyway, with that in mind, debauchery circus, what are you guys wanting to do first? And let's start with uh, Finn and Ormer, because... Um, Last I recall, the two of us were sorting through the wreckage to pick up the coin that was in and amongst the things there. So, uh, but how long are you planning to, to take doing this, Finn? Uh, I think you said it would only take us about 20 minutes or so. Uh, yeah, probably give or take. So, okay. I'll do that. Because there's two of us, so. Okay, so the two of you settle in for a little bit and begin picking up all the coin and digging through the, the debris. Go ahead and give me an um, investigation check with advantage, Finn, since Wormer is helping you. Sure. Let's see, advantage. 18. Okay. So over the course of about 20 minutes or so, you begin picking up every coin that you can see. Let's see, I need to pull this up here real quick. So over the course of 20 minutes, you pick up, a there's quite a bit of gold. You find 100 pieces of gold, you find quite a bit of silver and copper pieces, and as you're pi grabbing all of them and piling them up, you get a, a good 350 silver pieces and another 200 copper. In amongst everything, you also find two moderately sized rubies, um, eight very, very small emeralds, and one diamond of a decent size. You estimate that the two rubies to, uh, together are, are worth about 50 gold. Um, the emeralds are probably about 5 gold each, and the diamonds probably about 150 or so. Wait. So while you two have been working on that for about 20 minutes, um, during that time, Turgot and Fontaine, what are you two wanting to do? Hey, uh, Fontaine, never see a goblin before? I've seen one or two. Oh. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I probably actually have two. I, it's not that weird, is it? I, I, yeah, I would assume that I've seen a goblin or two before. <laughs> Hello, sir goblin. Um, would you mind extending us some hospitality? I'd like to dry my clothes by your fire, if you don't mind. If I remember correctly, you had stripped down to pretty much just your skivvies and your, yeah. your, your cloak. <laughs> 
So are uh, your robe. So you're, you're yeah, you, you're standing there in that long robe and nothing but your underwear next to a very, very bedraggled and, and soaking wet tabaxi. And this little goblin who has this bowl in his hand. Um, at the end of the last episode, Turgot had shaken off and just sprayed everywhere with water. The goblin's kind of looking at the two of you with this, uh, as I said, a, a very bemused expression. And he, he kind of shakes himself and wipes himself off a little bit, and he says, I'll ask you once again, who the heck are you, and why are you down in my chamber? Uh, my well. name is Fontaine, and uh, I gesture to Turgot. Uh, I'm Turgot. Uh, we're just kind of wandering, honestly. Seems like a cool place to wander. Um, I'm actually looking for a special plant that I hear grows down here. It's called Poyo. Have you heard of it? Make a, um, make a persuasion check for me. Okay. 13. The goblin kind of leans back a little bit in his chair and or on his uh, little stool, and he sits down the bowl that he's been carrying. He looks at you both. If you, if you want to dry yourself off, I suppose that's fine. The fire's right there, and help yourself. Just stay well clear of me. You too reek to high heaven. <laughs> well, I mean, we did just take a swim in... That horrid substance. Substance. You say you say you're looking for poyo herbs. I guarantee they're not in the water down there. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, I was hoping they were in the chamber up here. Yeah, there might be. There might not be. I suppose it depends on what it's worth to you. I had a feeling you might say that. Boy, you're not asking for coin, are you? <laughs> you live in the sewers. How, what use do you have for coin? You know, you make an excellent point. You make an excellent point, Tabaxi. I really don't need coin down here. Oh. Shiny things. Magical I've things. I've got poison. Yeah, I can make my own poison. One of I, can make, I can make them <laughs> What was that noise? I have goblins. <laughs> that was because you plucked. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You said shiny things are of interest to you. Eh, shiny things, magical things, things that I might not be able to find normally. That might interest me. I've got these magic stones. Ten of them. Yeah, I, I take some rocks out of my pocket and cast magic stone on it. Now thirteen. You want them? The. Let's see here. These are very powerful stones. You can flip them very hard at your enemies, um, and it will do significantly more damage than a regular stone, or even a dart or a dagger. I would say. Who wants a sign? Okay, let's of not get that. 
It's not get that uh, ambitious with your stones, but it's it's not ambitious. These literally do a more damage than a dart or a dagger. <laughs> the goblin looks at, at the rocks, looks, strokes his chin. Can I make a deception check or something? Yeah, you can. Wait, how do I? Was I helping with that though? <laughs> oh yeah, Turga Turga gave his opinion. Eh, I'll let you make one more. Okay. I have a higher deception score than you. I got a nine. <laughs> well, he rolled a 14. The goblin kind of strokes his chin and he chuckles a little bit. And he says, <laughs> I like the two of you, crifters. Oh, yeah. After my own heart. But I wasn't born yesterday. I get that, I get that. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, goblins, uh, I should give you more credit. Hmm, I, I'm looking at my stuff. <laughs> I've got, uh, herbs. Uh, you, can make, you can make into healing potions if you want some of that. The goblin kind of taps the, um, the box underneath him. I don't need herbs. I don't need coin. All right, so unless of course you got that good herb. Unless All of right, so now that I might be interested in. <laughs> that sticky. Well, I, mean, I mean, I'm sure you make that out of this or something. I don't know. Listen, Sir Goblin, we do have uh, a couple more compatriots. I would like to consult with them on the nature of our deal. If you I've got rope. Mind. But you said that we're free to, to dry ourselves around your lovely fire? Yeah, help yourself. Alright. You know, I'm feeling generous enough. There's some stew in there still. If you're hungry, you can sit down and have a bite to eat. Oh yeah, I'm about to... So I'm going to take a short rest um, while I wait for my friends to arrive uh, and join us. So dry myself off, clean up a little bit if I can, eat some stew... Okay, so for the next after this conversation, for the next ten minutes, the two of you sit down and begin drying yourself as best as you can in front of the fire. As you're as you're sitting there together, the goblin kind of uh, looks over you and is watching the two of you as you're. Don't watch me too close. Oh, he is. You, you can you can tell without rolling that he, that he's interested in what each of you are doing very, very, very interested. And he, he kind of takes a few bites of his meal as well, if you guys help yourselves. And eventually he says, So what ex exactly do you need the Poyoke herbs for? Well, um, we have many uh, wizard friends. Uh, who use the herb in various magics and and things, you know. Wait, are we, why are we hiding? We're summoning a demon. Why would you say that? Why would we hide it? It's it's you cool. Why, you don't just tell people that you're summoning a demon, Turga. Stop it. We're summoning a demon. Yeah, the 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 spoon the spoon was right there by his mouth, and he was lifting it up to his lips. And the moment you said we're summoning a demon. His expression just stops. 
And you watch as his eyes kind of go back and forth between the two of you as you're sitting there arguing about why you should, <laughs> whether or not you should be talking about this. I suppose that's what I get for asking too many questions. It's true. Maybe we should just each mind our own business and focus on the nature of our deal. I mean, that's pretty much it. So, Finn and Ormer, it's been probably about 20 minutes at this point, and you've collected everything you can. Okay. Well then, as soon as we're done collecting, I'm gonna... The two of us are gonna head to the other area. Ride the water slide. If you can call it that. Okay. Okay. So, having collected all the the coin and gems that you can, as well as that hat that you found last week, yep. Um, the two of you go back into the filthy and disgusting water and begin allowing the current to push you back along through the through the muck and the mud or at least you hope it's mud into the main tube and out pushing you th- out the pipe down into the water with a splash and Fantine and Turgot I imagine at about the time that you two are arguing about it and are just realizing that the goblin is staring at you that's when you see Ormer and Finn just come shooting out of the tube landing in the water with a splash and both of you just starting to get dry are hit once more by the massive explosion of water that that happens when a giant tur- turtle like Ormer does can a belly I make flop. Absolutely, <laughs> Absol- absolutely, you can. Give me, give me this. That's an eight. <laughs> That's nineteen. Oh, <laughs> Turgot quickly jumps as soon as the two of them shoot out of the tube. Turgot jumps and dives and launches himself over the fire, getting to the other side just in time as the giant explosion of water comes shooting out from the pool, hitting Fontaine completely, and she is drenched once again with odd stringy bits in her hair and lumps of something indistinguishable on her shoulders. Interesting. Oh, wow. I I had finished my stew. I was going to say finally someone with some sense, but I see I was wrong. Finn's not a good look for you. Finding himself about the face and goes, "It's not my fault. It's not my fault." <laughs> All right, but at least at least you're here. Um, I'll I'll help him out. So uh, don't touch our friend Goblin here. Actually, I don't think I got your name. <laughs> well, you never asked, and I never gave it. The goblin kind of chuckles. Well, may I have it now? <sighs> you can call me Gallus. Gallus. All right, I will call you Gallus. Um, Finn, oh man, I, I'm having an aside. Um, Gallus here will tell us where the Poyok herb is if we give him something shiny or interesting. Finn, I was wondering if you would forgive me if I offered the body pillow. I get the sense he's a lonely man. 
Ben is doing his best not to stare at Fontaine and failing horribly. Stop, please. <laughs> uh, I might have uh, something that would work for this. Let's see. Uh, Mr. Goblin, how would you uh, fancy something shiny and useful? Depends on what you got, kid. I'll pull out a silver dagger, show it to him. Eh, it's shiny, all right. He takes it and gives it a look, look see. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. Sure. That's what I do best. 16. It's not bad, the goblin says, and as he's moving it around his hands, you, you, you notice he's a nimble and dexterous little thing. He's flipping that blade between his fingers like a pro. He flips it up, grasps it, kind of bites it a little bit with his teeth, which his mouth kind of extends wide as he opens his jaw to bite, bite down on this. It's kind of disconcerting. He chomps on it a bit and he says, eh, it's a start, I suppose. Can't be any worse than that lady from the newest Mortal Kombat movie. Mm. That mouth was unsettling. That's true. That's uh, true. Well, then, if he says that, I will also pull out... Finn, Finn. Yeah? I, I don't know that we have to give in entirely to Gullis' demands. This is just for the location of an herb. I'm not sure how valuable it is, but <laughs> look. Um, you know, he, he might not even know where it is. He might just yeah. be hustling. Is, is yeah, it the so. location, or does he actually have some to give us? It's uh, the location. So. Sir, is, is what they are bargaining you for the location of this herb, or do you actually have some to give us? Oh, I just said I'd tell him where it was. Oh, ah, so that's that fair. case, it's not <coughs> as valuable as if you actually had some to sell us. I think I'd like to take a look around for myself, um, now that I'm feeling a little bit lighter. I can also threaten him. No, no. Okay. Why don't we just take a look around first? I'm gonna go over first. Kind of the goblin kind of shrugs his shoulders and leans back. He, he has scooted his uh, little crate over against the wall and is kind of leaning his back against the back wall there. And he crosses a leg and says, "Suit yourself. You're welcome to do whatever you want. Just don't mess with my stuff." All right. Okay, I want to go just investigate this chamber. Be Certainly. Dumb. We were like, here's here's some money, and it's growing over there on the other side. Hey, listen, final offer. I got a flask of oil. Flask <laughs> of oil. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, I pretty never good. use it, so uh, you know, I can also give you the the uh, hooded lantern it goes with, you know, for a little bit of light. What do you say? Make a persuasion at disadvantage. Uh, 16. The goblin kind of looks and at the hood lantern, lantern in the oil. <sighs> you people, I can't tell if you don't have very much or you're just stingy. Stubborn gave people. You a silver dagger. Yeah, I think you're you're overestimating what this information is worth. We are sewer dwellers. We don't have much, all right. 
if you actually had some to sell us, well, that would be a different case altogether. I suppose information is as valuable as the people who are needing it. You seem like wealthy types. All this stuff on you, you walking around half naked. <laughs> those are some. Pr those are some pretty lacy outfits you got there. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. She did this on her own. I'm trying not to look. I can't help it. Oh, the goblin looks unabashedly, directly. It, it's as soon as, as soon as I'm dried off, I'm mm -hmm. gonna put my fucking clothes on. But um, he he does take the he he says, you know what? I could use another light source. Keep going north as far as you can. Then you're eventually going to go west and south again. The Poyoko herbs are back there. You got to walk pretty far away. But just keep following the sewer along and you'll eventually find them. So what we're going to do? Well, Gullis, I appreciate your help. And he takes the hooded lantern and the oil from Turgot, fills it up, Lights it a little bit, shines it around. Eh, that's nice. He shines the, the lamp over towards the um, the barrel, which uh, at, you rolled a fourteen investigation, Fontaine. I'm, yes. I was going to get to this at the same Thank time. Um, the barrel, there's a, a wooden barrel over there that, as you walk over and lift up the lid, you realize it's filled with rainwater. Hmm. Uh, Gullis. Perhaps I could make another deal with you to allow us to take a long rest here and use your rainwater to clean ourselves. <laughs> I, not a long rest, a short rest. I actually do want to recover some hit points if everybody is like... Okay. Well, um, give me one second. I'm going to finish describing this for you real quick. Okay. Um, over here are three more crates. Um, they don't seem to have anything in them. Um, but at their, the way they are stacked, you kind of look upward, and you can see up at the top, right above them, about uh, ten feet up, there is a manhole cover leading up to the surface. There is a door right over here, iron in construction, uh, similar to the ones you all have found um, so far in, in the sewers as well. Okay. Um, the only other things, as I said, the water kind of tees off and flows north and south. There are drains on either side, here and here, which the water does whirlpool down into and drains somewhere below. Other than that, and the um, little camp area that the goblin has, that's pretty much it in this chamber. Okay, cool. But anyway... Um, you were saying something about wanting to stay here for a little time. I'm not exactly a hotel, you know, the you goblin just says. Hang out by your, your fire and um, wash ourselves and recover some of our strength. And in return for allowing me to use your, my facilities? Um, I look at Finn to see if he would care. Uh, I've got six candles. <laughs> this guy really uh, likes uh, do, do you like to drink? 
I definitely don't like to drink the swill around here. And he kind of chuckles. Well, uh, if you're drinking something that's not swill, then you need something to put it in. I'll uh, pull out a, the silver chalice. <coughs> now this, the goblin seems interested in. Go ahead and make a persuasion check with advantage. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Fifteen. Even with a plus eight. Yeah, even with a yeah. plus eight, that's rough. But I think fifteen I is enough. Oh, is that gonna work? I, I think fifteen is enough for that. You're you're offering him a big solid silver chalice. Yep. It's shiny. It is. And it gleams off of the, the light of the hooden lantern that the goblin point, points directly towards it as you lift it up. And you can just see a little bit of drool coming out of his mouth. The goblin, quick as you can blink, snatches it out from your hand. He holds it up and gives it a bite. Yeah, you can stay here for an hour. In fact, I'll even... I'll even let you have a little bit of my my grog. And he pulls out a very large jug, clay jug, that he uncorks with his teeth, spits the cork into the water, and then pours a healthy draw into the chalice before taking a huge sip. Mm. He then passes the clay urn over to Turgot. Oh, uh, I don't... Uh, Finn, please... I'm going to smell the grog. <laughs> Make a perception check. Sure. 22. Mm. Hell yeah. It smells sweet and fruity. Um, definitely alcoholic. It hits you like a bus. That raw... Um, you, you can tell that, that this is so- something someone made and stored in this urn. And it's just been fermenting there ever since. It doesn't smell... It's probably not going to be like the greatest taste in the world, but it's definitely alcohol. I'm so it's, mostly just trying to make sure... Like, I think most people would know that goblins are famed for being able to eat a lot of different things, including stuff that's not necessarily the freshest. I'm just trying to make sure it's not going to like destroy my insides because I'm not a goblin. <laughs> My immune system. Well, as I said, you definitely get that small, moonshiny, alcoholic smell. Um, I'll take a little sip. Okay. You take a little... Be rude. You you lift up the jug and take a little sip. And as you... A little bit of the liquid shoots into your mouth because it it is a big jug. And you kind of tip it a little farther than you mean to. Uh, You get a healthy mouthful of it, and there's a bit of texture in there as well with the liquid. You you swallow and you feel that burn going down, but you swallow through your teeth and you spit out the pulp Mm -hmm. into your hand after swallowing that burning caustic alcohol. It is very sweet. Very, very sweet. And you realize the reason why it's sweet is because it's probably made from honey. Because in your hand you spat out uh, a bee with uh, a bit of uh, flower and uh, looks like fruit uh, tech, uh, fruit texture it mixed in as well. Could be worse. I'll take that bee, thank you. I'll uh, pass it over to Fontaine. 
Um, seeing that Finn swinged it, I'm gonna swing it. Oh, and you get you get some yeah. It, it burns going down. It makes you cough a little bit, Fontaine. Why don't both of you go ahead and give me a Constitution saving throw, real quick? You're a twenty. Thank God. Oh yeah, you both you both drink it just fine. You don't spit up or gag or anything. You take it like a champ. Uh, the short while I was in college, um, I definitely went to a lot of parties. That's what satyrs are made for, taking it like a champ. <laughs> or giving it. Ain't that the truth. Alright, I'm gonna roll some hit dice. And you can sit, settle down for an hour. Um, Finn, you do have um, your keen mind feet, so you know exactly what time it is. It was about 11.30 when you guys got to the goblin. Mm-hmm. So it will be past the 12 o'clock, the, the 12 midnight hour. Oh, yeah. As you okay. rest. You do know this, but you do sit, settle down uh, and so take... I, yeah, we're doing the best I don't need a short rest, so I can go get the herb if you guys want to stay here. Do you really think it's safe to go on your own? I am very stealthy. How is Ormir? Give it a shot if you like. Ormir, what's your, what's your hit points at? They're pretty low from what I remember. <coughs> yeah, you guys look a bit singed. Is there something going on with that? Like, did you guys find something horrible back there? I don't want to talk about it. Did Finn fireball you? No, All there right. was a big scary fire monster in that room, um, and, and he was guarding a treasure pile. I'm up to 29 HP, so that's a little better. Yeah, I, I, I definitely believe you. I got a 6 insight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go and uh, go and try and find some herb if you like. Uh, Fontaine. Yes. Do you do you mind uh, keeping an eye on me for a minute? I'm gonna try something and uh, don't. I want someone to watch in case it backfires. Okay. Um, I'm gonna cast Bardic Inspiration on Turgot. Okay. Matt, I'm gonna pull out my uh, ritual book. And mm -hmm. attempt to begin casting identify on the hat that I found. Cool. Okay. Okay. So you sit down for um let's see, it's ten minutes plus the casting time, which is a minute. So you sit down for eleven minutes with the hat in your lap, and you begin going through the ritual in this book that you had found among all of the wizard books from the necromancers room as you begin uh, tracing out the lines of this ritual you bring out i think it's like an owl feather or something that's the that's the component i can't remember exactly but uh, you begin tracing the lines along around the hat and you begin to understand its nature you realize that this is a hat of disguise, which I'm going to pop out in for you all now. Neat. So the hat of disguise, it does require attunement, but while wearing this hat, you can use an action to do, cast the disguise self spell at will. Fun little toy.
Alright, uh, so, uh, so you guys are just gonna stay here, right? Yeah. I think that's the plan, if you wanna do it while we're, like, within the hour. Y yeah, like, if, cause you guys were, like, going on about how we should pick it at midnight, but all of that yeah. stuff, you know? So I'm, yeah. you know, I might as well, if you guys are gonna just sit around. I think it's a good thing. I make I make some more magic stones for you too. Like, <laughs> no, no, no hating on Turgot because he's doing good work. But I was at like five HP, so yeah, we were all yeah, before that, spending my hit dice. That fire monster must have really got you, huh? Um, do you have health potions? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I've got one, and I've also got a magic. So. Do you think you'll be going underwater at all? Oh, I hope not. Um, just in uh, case, if if you don't use it, I want this back. But I'm gonna give him my potion of underwater breathing. Oh, uh, thank you. You you had this the entire time. Yeah, but I didn't figure we'd be underwater that long, and I didn't want to waste it. I almost, I almost drowned. I almost drowned in there. But it turned out fine, too. <laughs> but just in case, you know, just in case, don't go using it willy nilly. If it's just a little dip. You'll be fine. You can hold your breath for like two minutes. Sartorial <laughs> friend, it was a good idea yeah, to continue to explore while I was tied to her. <laughs> so that was fun. Right. I'm so glad I wasn't tied to her. Yes, that's true. You probably would have drowned. <laughs> anyway, so I'm gonna disappear Whoops. for a little bit. So, uh, yeah. Best of luck. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna cast Pass Without a Trace on myself. And uh, start stealthing my way down, which is a 29 stealth. Okay. So you, uh, pulling your hood up, you go down as low as you can and skulk into the shadows of the chamber heading north. Um, you will, on the, on the side here, as you can see, there is a bit of water going from one side to the other. And there is a door here at the far end. You will have to make an athletics che check to jump over the water, but it's not going to be a difficult one. Uh, could I... Uh, would acrobatics work? Oh yeah, acrobatics is fine. Alright, 14. Yeah, you make it no problem. You're a cat. You jump over as nimble as one and make your way to the door. The door itself is locked. Alright, uh, I'm going to check to see if it's trapped, because I don't trust that goblin. That's fair. Roll for investigation. Uh, 20 for that. Oddly enough, it's not trapped. I guess I should trust it. Uh, I'll pick it. Oh, that's a 10. You stick your uh, lock pick into the lock, begin working at the tumblers, and snap! That same lock pick that you had used and broke earlier is broken once again. Hey, Fontaine, can I get the mending spell? Yes, yes, but you have to bring it back because I'm resting. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I have to touch it. I'm like laying down, taking a nap. I'm holding my hand up. Okay, I'll kind of just annoyed walk back to Fontaine and get it fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Turgot scampers back over, jumps over the water once again, gets the Gets um, his lockpick refixed by Fontaine. Uh, give me another dex another acrobatics check. 
28. Yeah, you're fine. You get over there, no problem. Make one more getting back over. I just, I, I want you to crit fail at least once so you fall in the water. You don't. 16. Yep, 16. You're fine. You jump over once more, run back over to the door. Go ahead and try to pick the lock one more time. Uh, Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might need that. <laughs> for the sake, right, for the sake of brevity, every time you break the damn lock, the pick, you can get Fontaine to fix it. Mm-hmm. It takes a little bit of time, um, probably another thirty or so minutes. By the time their rest is almost over, you finally get the door unlocked. Wow, just for luck, guys. It's just... It, oh, it's, it's really no. fighting back. Just kidding. Just go. You ruined my nap. The room you find is a narrow room filled with a mass of crisscrossing ceramic pipes going in all directions. One large three-foot-wide pipe goes along the floor, with smaller ones protruding out in multiple places. Uh, I'm gonna re-roll my stealth check because just so probably a good idea. Yeah, uh, I think passes out trace still on. Yeah, it would be. So yeah, uh, twenty-three. Um, as anyway, um, on the on the floor underneath the pipes, there is a shallow puddle of black sludge that are, is glistening against the stone. There are narrow gaps between the pipes that you think you should be able to climb. You can you, should, you you can probably climb on top of the larger pipes and squeeze between the smaller ones to go from side to side. It's going to be a little bit of a challenge to climb through, but you're you're small and you're quick. You figure you can probably wiggle your way around. I don't want to touch the black sludge at all, so I'm going to try to climb up on the pipes and run that way. Okay, so um, you, I'm gonna ha- basically what's going to happen is you're going to have to make four uh, checks to get, uh, uh, or sorry, three checks to get across this area, climbing on the pipes and trying to wiggle around. So give me three either athletics or acrobatics checks. Uh, 28, 14, 26. Okay. It'd be good enough considering you have a climb speed. So you very easily climb onto the central pipe and begin climbing your way through the the jungle gym, almost, of pipes. You get about halfway down when, and as you're climbing through, you're, you stand on one particular pipe and are pushing on it to get up to another one, and the pipe breaks underneath you. You grasp onto the pipe you're holding onto, your, your tabaxi claws coming out and sl- smashing into the pipe to hold yourself into place as the pipe below you breaks and falls down with a mighty crash. Oh, that was... Someone probably heard that. Um, could you make it so we can see Turgot's character, just so we can like see what's happening, or should we just keep it... Yeah. I'm kind of keeping it on the DL right now, actually. Give me a strength check, please, Turgot. Thirteen. 
you're grasping onto this pipe, holding on as t- as hard as you can, trying to keep your grip. But unfortunately, it's just not enough, and your claws begin to slide back as you drop down into the middle of this chamber, into this black sludge. And as you hit the bottom, you begin to see the sludge rising up around you, surrounding you, as two black puddings rise up around you. And I'm going to need you to roll for initiative. Uh Uh-oh. Called it in the chat. You still have the bardic inspo. Uh, that's, uh, 24. Wow. Not 20 in this. Hey, when he slid off that pipe, did it make the, like, claws on a chalkboard sound? Oh, definitely it did. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay. So... Go ahead, everybody else, roll for initiative as well, because you are technically within earshot. Earshot. Hell yeah. Eleven. Hey there, Anna. Thanks for tuning in. These guys are about to get messed up. Warmer, can you... Not letting you? Okay, I'll go ahead and do it for you. Don't forget to click on her token. Damn. Damn. Dude, when I roll for other players, it's always super high. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I uh, can't roll my initiative. Can you... Uh... <laughs> oh my god, lost. Yeah, screw you both. (laughs) But, Turgot, you are currently lying prone in this puddle of sludge as these giant black mucusy forms rise up and are currently surrounding you. What are you going to do? Oh, uh, hello, fellows. Um, I'm gonna get up. Use half my movement. Uh, so, uh, is all the blacks, like, that all the black sludge is kind of raising up and wiggling around, right? Yes, it is. Alright, so since there's no more black sludge on the floor except uh, two living things, I'm going to be like, Oh, well, at least they're monsters. And I'll bonus action disengage, use my action to dash, and use my free action to use feline agility. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and just bolt out of there. So, um, that's. <laughs> I thought that would be Turgot's heroic moment where he defeats these two slimes single handedly. Hell <laughs> oh, nah, this is Yetus Retreatus. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that Turgot just rolled nope. Uh, so. <laughs> does. I, I don't know how, to, how running when I have half my movement gone works uh well so you use half your movement to get up so whatever your movement speed is half of that's gone yeah but does it double or just add 30 when i dash it just adds another 30 all right yeah and then feline agility uh just doubles my speed as well it just says double my speed 
So, so then it's just normal. So yeah. So you just <coughs> speed as if it were a normal. All right. <coughs> Basically, so yes. A double, a double and a half. So. All right. So it's just sixty feet of movement then. Mm-hmm. All right. Then yeah, I'll use that sixty feet to my advantage. Oh, there's a door here. There is a door right there. You come running using some of your movement. Stop short as you see this door right in front of you. Oh. Uh, I'm guessing it's locked. Yes, it is. You grab the handle and shake it real quick, and you realize, shit, it is locked. All right, well, I probably didn't use my uh, dash. Did I still use my dash action, or...? Well, I mean, you you start with your movement, and you use half your movement to get up. You used 5, 10, 15 feet, and then you would have had to use either your dash or your feline agility to get the other half. Yeah, I probably would have used feline agility. Just Okay, so you use your feline agility to get there. You still have your action, so you can dash. Oh, I, I can't dash because there's a door right here. But you could dash backwards, is what I'm well, saying. But anyway, you st- you have your action still. You use you've used your movement and your bonus action. You still have your action. I guess I am gonna have to do my heroic thing. Um, I thought he was gonna run backwards, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'll just uh, I'll kind of I'll, I'll gr- grab my daggers and just uh, throw them at that guy I see. Okay, Wait, are you the one closest to you? Yeah. The, I mean, I can only see that one, so... Okay, go ahead and roll your attack. Uh, first one is 26, second one is 18. Both hit. That's uh, 14 damage. Okay, 14 damage on uh, the first guy right there. Okay. And I'm guessing I don't get sneak attack for anything. Yeah. No, you do not get sneak attack for anything, no. Also, you, the Colossus Slayer, doesn't that work on things that have lost... Oh, actually, yeah, it yeah. would work because he took damage first, then the second attack. Never mind. You're 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 right. You're good. Fourteen points of damage. Are you doing anything? You actually, that's it because you don't have anything else. So yeah, Ormer, you're up next. Um, you've been sitting around the fire. Um, you had watched Ormer, or you had watched Turgat walk off. Give me a perception check, please. Oh. That's right. You need me to do that for you, don't you? Yeah, it won't work on this computer. Okay. You rolled a 14. Um, You did hear a giant uh, clang ring out from somewhere to the north of you, from where Turgot was, was going. You would have heard that clang and that smash. That's pretty much it. So, for your turn, what are you doing right now? I guess go up there as far as I can go and 
I don't know. I can't see the map to see where that gets me. Come here. Oh, man, aren't you resting? Yep. Why are you walking around? <laughs> yeah, everyone does see Ormer stand up and begin walking. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. How much would you? 40? 45. Okay, I'm going to get Brandy set up real quick so she can see a little bit better. Give me one second, everybody. Okay. Now, Brandy's just going to have to use my screen to see, but it's okay. Okay. We should see in the behind the scenes. So she would be able to move right there. I'm going to make her do an athletics check real quick, or an acrobatics check. Yeah, 16 is just fine. So Ormer very easily comes walking, running up um, along the walkway, jumps over the water, and she seems to be interested and curious about what's going on in that other chamber over there. Fontaine, at the start of your turn, go ahead and make a perception check as well. Okay. I got a five. You have no... You did not hear a damn thing. You, it's really weird that Ormer just suddenly got up and started walking away. Oh, man. Whatever. I'm sleeping. And Fontaine lays her head back down once again. Finn, make a perception check. Alright. Don't let me down. 16. You definitely heard the crash that come from that back room. Um, you've also heard a bit of shuffling coming from there since. I know that either he's ran into some trouble or he somehow screwed the pooch. And I'm just thinking to myself that I sure as hell hope that I'm not the moral compass of the party. <laughs> but I'm at least going to try and help him. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. Uh, I can sort of see the black ooze. Can I make a perception? Yeah, go ahead and make a perception check on that. Okay, cool. 18, even better. You can definitely see this big mound of rising black sludge um, in the middle of that chamber that seems to be 
moving towards the eastern side of it. Awesome. I'm going to blast it. 27 for the first one. Definitely hits. For 14 damage. Let me check. Yes, that is adding my charisma. Good. Uh, second one is a 30. Whoa. Whew, yeah. 12 points of damage. God, I love you, Eldritch Blast. Unreliable <laughs> <laughs> Eldritch Blast. Best cantrip in the game. <laughs> Except maybe for press the digitation. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You do anything else on your turn, Finn? Uh, that was my movement and my uh, main action. Um, let me see. I don't think I have anything I can do right now for bonus actions. Because I don't think you can use a bonus action to move again. So No, not for you. That's it. Because okay. normally my bonus action is telling Barnabas to attack something. So Okay, that's it for Finn's turn. Next, we come to the Black Pudding. This is the one that just got hit by Finn. It is. Yep. It seems to be quivering back and forth a little bit. I'm going to roll a d4. Screw you in particular, you gelatinous foodstuffs. <laughs> it begins move, being hit from... I guess behind, because it doesn't really have like a front. Um, it goes moving in that direction. Five, ten. It's it's odd. It it seems big, but as it moves in through the door, it seems to shrink and bend and fit this whole form. And you see like these little pseudopods coming out from the sides of it, gra grasping onto the walls and the ceiling as it pushes itself out. And it's moving towards you, Ormer. And it is attacking Ormer. And that's a 15, which I believe misses. Probably. Yes, it does. That's it for its turn. Oh god, that's nasty. The other black pudding, um, seeing Turgot had um, just come running past it, it's moving towards it, squirming around the pipes as it weaves towards you. It's almost like a big black tongue swarming towards you, Turgot, and it swings out at you with its pseudopod. Uh, no, that's okay. You don't have to. I'm, it's okay. And that's a 17 to hit. Yeah. So it smashes into you. You take four points of bludgeoning damage and 17 points of acid damage. And in addition, non-magical armor worn by the target is partially dissolved and takes a permanent um, and cumulative minus one penalty to the AC. So as it smashes into you, Turgot, I believe you... Do you have magical armor? Uh, no. So as it smashes into you, you feel that corrosive acid burning across your chest, and you look down to see some of your armor is beginning to dissolve away. Uh, actually, you could probably don't do that, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah. Listen, I'm not really this kind of stuff. Okay. 
that's it for its turn. So, Turgot, you have just taken this heavy hit from this creature, um, and it's it seems to be burning away your acid as it hits you. It's now completely encompassing the space in front of you. What are you doing? Do I hate uh, to ask, but it is, is it singeing off parts of his fur, too? Oh, definitely, with the acid. Whose side are you on, man? <laughs> Why? The side Why of things that are funny. Why must you do this to me? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna use my Magnetica gloves for the first time. Whoa. And, and as a bonus action, I can uh, call back my daggers. Indeed. Okay, you use your Magnetica gloves, holding them out, and the daggers you have attuned to them come shooting back through the air and into your grasp once again. Oh, wow, these are actually quite cool. I should have used these more often. <laughs> and I take two slashes at the guy. Uh, 21 and 14. Both hit. So, that's that much damage. <laughs> So 19 points of damage to the um, to the black pudding in front of you. Decent hit, and you're slashing through this thing. It, um, or you really you're piercing them because you're stabbing with your daggers, and it does seem to be taking damage from them. Please leave me alone, sir. And. Okay, that's it for Turgot's turn. Ormer, you're up next. What are you wanting to do? I mean, I guess I hit him with a quarter staff twice and flurry of blows. Is your quarter staff magical? Yeah. Good. Well, she has the mithril one. I'm, I don't remember if it's magic. Mithril doesn't mean magic, sadly. It is a magical staff, it, though. Yeah, okay. plus one mithril. Okay. Good. Because if it talks about dissolving armor, it could possibly do the same to weapons. <laughs> I'm not sure, but you don't want to take a chance with something like that. Oh, uh, by the way, my leather armor. I think my leather armor is gone. Well, it's not gone. It's just partially dissolved. You Basically, but, it takes yeah, a, but, a negative one. Um, but it says it, the armor is destroyed if the penalty reduces the AC to 10. And my AC right now is 10 plus my dex. Oh. Mm. oh yeah. So, yeah, it did. Leather's normally 11, so yeah. Yeah, it would. So, yes, um, as the the acid continues to burn away through your armor, it all of it just falls down to the ground in a pile around your feet and is completely destroyed. Um, you... Ormer, you rolled an 11 and a 24, which even a crit fail... Hits. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, 20 points of damage total for your first two strikes. And then you said you wanted to do Flurry of Blows? Okay. So that uses your last key point, by the way. 
Did I get any back for the you did, short rest? You guys did not complete a short rest. Oh, we didn't? No. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm still sleeping. I'm still sleeping. Oh, you're still sleeping, so whatever. So I could complete it. I'm about to stay right here. It was in the middle of, of it. I just got temporarily excited because I thought you might have made the pizza from the freezer. But anyway, you rolled a 10 and a 24, which both hit again. So doing 16 more points of damage. Is that it for your turn? I think so. Okay. Fontaine, you're next in initiative order, and you're just saying, fuck it, I'm sleeping? Yeah, so earlier you had said that it took him almost to the end of our, our rest. Yes, I did. So how, how long is left in our rest? Probably about 10 minutes or so. Yeah, I'm going to stay right fucking here. Okay. Fair. You did hear me casting, so... Oh, he's got this. It sounds like they've got this. I'm so hurt! My armor's gone! <laughs> <laughs> with, with Fontaine purposefully snoring as hard as she can, it is now Finn's turn. Finn, what are you doing? We're talking like old timey cartoon sheriff snoring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna move closer and blast it again. Go for it. Sixteen for seven points, and twenty-eight for thirteen points. So twenty damage total. 20 damage total. Two more blasts of Eldritch energy just smash into this creature. It is looking extremely hurt, and you can see the sludge of it dripping down onto the ground and into the water around you. It's barely holding on. Yeah, how do you like that, you overgrown blob of dessert? <laughs> That's it for Finn's turn. Next, we come up to the Black Pudding. The first one is massively, massively damaged, but it doesn't know that. Oh, actually, I forgot about something that has its corrosive form ability. Um, a creature that touches the pudding or hits it with a melee attack while within five feet takes 1d8 acid damage. So for Ormir so and Turgot both, but I'll go ahead and roll that real quick. So that's three so, times for Ormer. Let's see. Two times for Turgot. Yep. So three times for Ormer. Let's see. Six, tw 19 points of damage to her. And then for Turgot. He did it twice. Finn is currently getting naughty with the physical manifestation of his Eldritch Blast's 120-foot range. So that, so, so Turgot, you took six points of acid damage for your the last round. Well, this stuff is not good. I'm about to die. Mm -hmm. like, oh yes, it's not a melee attack. Now, uh, the the black pudding in front of Ormer. Um, strikes out with its pseudopod. And that is a miss with a six. 
The second one, um, focusing on you, Turgot, um, attacks as well. And that's a 13. Uh, miss. Is it? Wow. Yeah, I got a 14 armor class, even with no armor. Thank God for that dexterity. Yeah, no kidding. You nope. maybe feel a few hairs singe from the back of your tail, but you dodge out of the way. Yeah, you do. And that's it for their turn. So, Turgot, what are you going to do? Oh, God. Uh, uh, I'm going like, to start to ignore this giant, terrifying thing and uh, pray to whatever god I might worship and, and try to pick the lock. <laughs> Okay, you're using your action to pick the lock. Go ahead and roll. 23. With ease, you turn around, ignoring this this uh, thing, and you successfully pick the lock. You push open the door to find another room, which I'll describe in a minute. Uh, all right, uh... Close action, disengage, use my free action to use feline agility, because I got that back last turn. Can you object interaction close the door? Um, I'd say you probably could. So, I'll just bolt in, close the door behind me, and just kind of dive into water, because I don't think acid can do water stuff, but I don't know, because Turgot's not an alchemist. So, you go running... Slam the door behind you and then jump into the water. Assuming there is water there. Oh, there's water there. Um, what Turgot sees as he opens that door and rushes in, a very large pipe in the air, about 30 or so feet above him, pouring sludge water into a very large pool. At the far end, um, over here, Turgot, you saw quite a bit of debris and um, rubble and stuff kind of floating towards the back there. And the, the water continues on north, far beyond your vision. So kind that's of float, float in this really gross water and just, you know, be terrified. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so there you are, sitting in the middle of this gross, disgusting, icy cold sludge, and you duck down under the water, holding your breath, and just hope to God the thing does not come towards you. Ormer, you're up next. And this quivering, wavering thing does seem to be very, very hurt. So what would you like to do? Okay. Both do hit, and both are easily enough to destroy this. So, Ormer, how does this look? Move your mic towards your face. Just, it gets pulverized <laughs> by attacks. Like a little kid stomping on some jello. Yeah, kinda. With, uh, just once, twice, smashing down into this creature. Actually, even with that first strike, that's enough to hit it and send it out into the air and into the pool of water where it just begins to get sucked down into the drain. And it is dead. Do you do anything else on your turn, Ormer? 
tents, do we see the other ooze? Um, from where you're standing, no, you don't. Okay. Fontine, I assume you're still sleeping? Indeed. <laughs> I'm fast asleep now, for realsies. Okay. Finn, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to attempt to move in the direction that... Uh... Well, actually, I don't know which way Turgot went, do I? Well, you do know he went into the door to the north, because there's only one direction he could have gone. Okay, then I'm going to go that way. Make an athletics check to jump over the water. Sure. And I get uh, mirthful leaps if it matters. Wait, can I, I can do acrobatics, you said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd oh, say yeah. so. 17. That's a lot better. Oh, yeah. You definitely jump over there with no problem using your faithful satyr legs, and you are across. Sweet. And then I have... Uh, how much movement did that cost me? Ah, probably 10 feet. Okay. 5, 10, 15, uh, 20, 25. There we go. Uh, and then... Yeah, and the, yeah, at the far end, you do see the big mess of pipes. Um, with one of them broken, it's a little easier to maneuver, but you're st it's still difficult because there's a lot of stuff obstructing your view. Um, he is going to have partial cover. Okay. Uh, no, he's... Well, he is, but it doesn't matter because I have close quarter shooter. Okay. Which allows me to ignore half and three quarters cover. Well, there you go then. Boy, if you've sucked up Turgot... You and me are going to have a problem, mate. A 16 on my first blast for 13. Yep. A 24 on my second blast for 14, so 27 total. Very nice. So with two Eldritch Blasts that go shooting through this area, uh, up and around pipes, smashing into this uh, giant ooze form once, twice, and you see the thing kind of quiver a bit, and a its head, I guess you could call it, turns in your direction, Finn. Because next up, we do have the Black Pudding. Five, ten. Let's see here. Yep. Okay. Has to move there with his action, with its movement. Um, can't ca quite get to you, Finn. And so using its bonus action, or not its bonus action, its uh, action, it moves up towards you. It is going to... Yeah, it can't really do anything else. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank God. Yep, that's it for its turn. So Turgot. It's been about six seconds and you, th that you've been underwater. You're holding your breath as best you can, um, trying to keep underneath it, hidden as 
from the thing that just tried to kill you. Are you going to be doing anything else? Uh, did I hear the Elder's Blast go off? Make a perception check at disadvantage because you're underwater. And that pipe is very, very loud. You also might have heard uh, yelling. 18. Double 18. You're getting these double disadvantage checks. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Um, yes, you definitely heard the Eldritch Blasts. Alright, I'm gonna rise. <clears throat> Gotta, you know, rise up from water and, uh, just kinda like, okay, Finn's probably got this. I'm guessing it's Finn. Hope it's Finn. And not something else. Uh, I'm gonna use my bonus action to give my cloak buttons, so I can just be less revealing. Okay. And uh, go uh, swim over to this little ledge and start walking. So you go swimming over to the ledge after changing the color of your cloak. Um, use some of your movement to climb up and begin walking along the ledge. Yeah. Uh, I don't want anything to do with that thing anymore. <laughs> That's fair. Ormer, what are you wanting to do? I'm assuming I heard... Finn. You did hear Finn, and you can see him right now. Probably, you'd be able to see the the ooze there, but he is between you and it. Finn is. Would I be able to attack it? Still? I mean, you can, but you're gonna be. It's it's got partial cover based on where you'd be. You're gonna have to move up right behind Finn. And you'll be able to get there, but it does have um, partial cover. Okay, I'll just attack again. Okay. Oh, you rolled a 27 and a 30. So both did hit. First attack is does 15. The second one does 16. <laughs> so 31 <laughs> points of damage, which is more than enough to take this thing out. How would you like to do this, Ormer? I should just slice it in half. And basically, it looks like chewed up jello by the time I'm done with it. Just pound it repeatedly with that quarter staff over and over and over again, Gallaghering this giant uh, black slime. Um, hitting it, you are going to take a bit of the acid damage. Nine more points of damage, but you do successfully destroy it. Uh, by the way, I just realized I never made a... a, a uh, Concentration check for any damage since I have pass without trace on. Mm, that's true. So go ahead and roll that now. Yeah, I think that's three of them. Uh, and I think those all succeed if I'm right. Let's see. You gotta see what the damage was. First Seven. one was twenty-one. The second one was the two uh, D eight. So those are just both ten. Yeah. So technically, the first one you would have lost the spell. Um, you have Bardic Inspiration. I have, because the first one was 21 damage. It's half the, half the damage is the DC, right? It's either 10 or half the damage, whichever is higher. Yeah, so the first one was 21 damage, which means uh, 
13 would beat the 10. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yep, you're right. Math was bad. Anyway. Math is hard. Yep, math is hard. But with the black puddings now dead, you guys all have successfully killed these things. Go team! <laughs> ah, everything is burning. My armor, I made that. That was, that was nice. I'm going to have to buy a new one. <laughs> Poor Turgot. But I think this is a great place to take a break. Awesome. Okay. We will be back in about 10 minutes, folks. Stay tuned. Howdy, everybody. We are back. And the Debauchery Circus um, just had an interesting encounter with a couple black puddings. Turgot getting mat getting swarmed and overwhelmed managed to escape and fled into the farther chamber of the sewer while ormer and finn managed to pick off both of them fontine slept through the whole thing and now debauchery circus now that you have two dead black puddings, one being sucked down the drain of one of the sewers. Fontaine over there snoring. What are you guys wanting to do? Alright, time to get those herbs or something. I hope there's no more of those things. Ben's gonna be all dramatic and, uh, He's fairly certain that Turgot didn't die, but he's just gonna, like, fall to his knees and be like, Oh, Turgot! <laughs> you were so young! <laughs> if only we had kept the party together, maybe you would have been alive. Learned. We never learned. Alright, the herbs could be around here somewhere. So, uh, Go north. Yeah, Turgot, as you walk north along the western side of the sewer you can see that the water continues to flow backwards um, to the north for quite a ways away there is a small wooden bridge um, built to go across the water which is quite wide and is at least 15 feet across you had been swimming in it for a while and you barely could feel the bottom it's pretty damn deep to your um, east, over here, you can see a large assortment of debris kind of floating in the water there. You see barrels and crates and bottles and tree branches, leaves and stuff, all kind of swept, swept into the side channel um, by the current and is just sitting there in this floating pool, uh, in a, a floating mass in the side pool. Uh, I wish I had a that detect magic spell Fontaine likes to use. Uh, I have it in a wand. I should have gave it to you. <laughs> oh well. Uh, uh, I'm gonna start stealthing because that's probably a good idea. That's a twenty-seven for stealth. How long does uh, pass without a trace last? An hour, I believe. Oh, I didn't mean to do that, but yep, yeah, an up, hour up to an hour. Okay. 
So yeah, uh, keeping to the shadows with your hood over your head, you uh, are kind of keeping to the wall as you very carefully and slowly trek northward. Uh, Finn and Ormer, are you two doing anything else? Do I see the door that Turgot went through? Um, looking into that back pipe room, it is very cramped and crowded. Um, you can kind of guess where Turgot went, and you can see that the path um, veers to the north, but you from from your side you can't really see the door itself. But I can see where he went. Yeah, you 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 know he went in that direction and you know he's not there now. I'm just going to go up there and look, I guess, if I can figure out where he went. So you you you're heading into the the uh the the pipe room. I guess. Okay. Um, as I said, you you can make your way through there. It's very cramped and very, very tight. Even with the section of pipe that that Turgot broke, which you can see right about here, that is broken and smashed down. It's still difficult to get across. Um, you're going to have to make uh, three checks to try to get from one end to the other. Ben loves tight things. Okay. If Ormir is uh, going that way, then he'll follow with her to make sure she doesn't die. Okay. I'll let her make her checks and then I can do mine. Okay. So you're going to be making three acrobatics checks here, which I'll go ahead and roll for you. 19 and 18 are good. The 7. Yes. You rolled a 19 and 18 and a 7. Your first, you first begin to climb through it, weaving your way through the pipes. Your shell is big, and it's a little difficult, but you make it past the first hurdle, no problem. The second's a little bit easier due to that broken pipe and gives you a little more maneuver space, and so you're easily managing to go through it. Um, Finn, did you... Did you start going into the room while after she made it about halfway through, or are you waiting till yeah, she gets I'd be the other? Following behind her to make sure I can catch her if need be. Okay, so you're probably go ahead and make your first check for me. Sure, you said acrobatics. Yes, acrobatics or athletics. Twenty-two. Okay, and as she makes it past the second, you make it past the first. Um, go ahead and make your second as she makes it to the last gonna use my uh, dark one's own luck on this. It probably won't help, but uh, that brings it up to a nine. Ugh. Yeah, unfortunately as she hits this one long pipe and is kind of using it to climb across, you at the same time put your feet against it, trying to lift upward to get through that second area both of you feel the snap of this pipe, and as it cracks and falls down, this huge 
wave of noxious mist comes pouring into this room, searing both of you, burning your flesh as it comes shooting out. I'm going to need both of you to make constitution saving throws for me, please. Yeah. Um... Am I about to wake up? That's a natural <laughs> one for a total of three. I'm assuming it's not magical. It is not magical. Um, Ormer did better with a 14. Fortunately. Although, you said searing. Does it count as fire damage? Uh, it is actually poison damage. Mm. Damn it. And what it's doing is... Oof. 33 poison damage to you, Finn, and half as much to you, Ormer. This massive noxious cloud comes spilling out into this area. You both begin hacking and coughing as this um, poison sears into your lungs and sears your flesh, and both of your eyes go dark as you fall down to the ground, unconscious. Yeah, you want to take a look at my character sheet for a second there? Why? What's that? Uh, just take a look at my current HP. Oh, yeah, I know exactly how much you have. Okay. That's okay. why I'm saying both of you are now unconscious. Yep. Uh, did I by chance hear anything going on back there? Make a perception check. Right. Eleven, probably not. You did not. All right, I'm just gonna go la da 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 and continue. And Fontaine's asleep. And Fontaine's but asleep. How long is left in my rest? They've been doing stuff. Don't know. You fell asleep. Maybe you slept longer than intended. It was for flavor. <laughs> flavor text. I'm just saying, can't Don't control. Usually can't control how long. I know, but I'm not taking a long rest. That's you, up to Matt. You were you guys were taking a short rest yeah. at the time. I had said you had spent about you had about ten minutes left of your short rest. And they fought a battle, and then they climbed on some. They were they were fighting a battle and had a few rounds. They went a I few mean, rounds to like climb through the the pipes. Honestly, you probably have a few minutes left before you would wake up, at the very least. Um, Finn and Ormer, I'm going to need the two of you to make death saving throws for me, please. That's just a d20 roll, right? Yeah, um, on your character sheet, you can literally click the thing that says death saves, oh, okay. and it'll roll for you. 19. That's a success for you and a failure for Ormer, who rolled an 8. So, do you guys have real dice? I feel like Ormer has to roll her own death saves. I mean, I can't do it's. It's literally a button that she has to press. Yeah. But unless you would rather roll a dice, it's got to be in her hands. It's got. That's up to that's up to Brandy. What do you want, Brandy? She's just shrugging her shoulders at me right now. And it's probably fine. Yeah, she would have to go all the way out to the other room to get a dice. She's being laziness lazy. Laziness wins. Yep, laziness wins. At least let her click the button. 
<laughs> yeah, um, if she wants to come over here and click the button, she can. <laughs> Turgot. Yeah, uh, my friends are dying, but I don't know that. You don't know right. that. What you do know that as you're walking through this chamber, you're seeing in the water quite a bit of stuff floating in the water itself. You see a tree branch, you see a few large mounds in the center of the water that seem to just bob and float. Under your dark vision, it... I'm trying to think of the... Like, have you ever... Have you ever seen a buoy out in, in the water? Uh, I can imagine one. Well, imagine just a dark black uh, mound shape floating... Or at least it seems to be floating. The water is kind of moving up and around it. But now that you're looking closer at it, maybe it's not moving itself. Maybe it's the water that's moving up and down. And it just gives it the appearance that the thing's floating. I've seen David. I'm going to stare at it for a little bit and then come to real, the realization that I have no clue what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for some herb that I don't know what it looks like. I think we had established that he gave us a description. Yeah, he he did give did you he? a description of the herb. Whether oh, or not remember. whether or not you remember it is another story. Um, Finn and Ormer, go ahead and make another death saving throw, please. Brandy, do you want you not being me. do you want to click on it? Okay, hold on a second. Well, this is weird. So. Six seconds. A death saving throw is made. Yep. Okay, so Finn, that's a failure for you. Um, Ormer, that's a success. So you both are at one success and one failure. Fontine, you're still technically asleep. Yep. You have no yeah. idea what's going on. Yeah, if you're saying I gotta be asleep until the very end of my short rest. Unless you were... Well, you tell me, would you have woken up for any reason? Maybe. I was taking a power nap. So maybe I'm up and I'm, like, getting those last few minutes of, like, coming out of being asleep. So, I mean, a short rest isn't really asleep. You're yeah, just resting. Okay. You're the one You're the one who said, I'm asleep. I'm ignoring everybody. For so <laughs> It was for fun. Okay. You gotta take the good with the bad. Yeah, I mean... I mean, if you don't want me to be able... Because Finn does not want me to interfere here. So, go ahead. I'll wait until everybody's made all their death saves and died or not died on your own. <laughs> it's up That's to you. Again, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm asking you what you are doing. Okay, I'm sitting around. I'll make a perception check and let that decide. Got an 11. Yeah, I don't think we're making too much noise. We're okay. on the well, ground, sadly. Your fate is your own. Well, um, death saving throw, please, Ormer and thin. Brandy, do you want to click it again? Yikes. Finn was like, I got backup character ideas. Yeah. Um, that is no. another success for Ormer and another failure for Finn. Um, uh, I'm just one of those folks who says, you know, let the dice fall where they may. And, you know, mm -hmm. It sucks if bad things happen to characters, but if you say you're asleep, then you know, you fell asleep. Okay. Well, Ormer, you've been continuing to walk down this uh, chamber for a little while, and you're passing the bobbing thing. 
in the middle of the water. And as you walk by, a long tendril comes shooting out from the water and wraps around your leg. I'm upset. Why? Because he called you Ormer instead of Turgot? Oh, so did I? Sorry. That and also, um, yeah, this is upsetting. Sorry. And that's a 26 to hit. Funnily enough, you know, I got, like, a really massive boost of armor a little bit ago. <laughs> He's, like, made of metal now? Yes. So, um, this tender- tentacle comes shooting out from the water, wrapping around your your body, and you are currently grappled and restrained. Come on! And I'm going to need you to roll for- I need everybody to roll for initiative, really. Sure. That big old 23. Thirteen. Okay. Ormer rolled a seven for initiative. For once, Ormer, you're lucky. Okay. So everybody is currently in initiative. I'm going to put the goblin in there just for the fun of it. having a great place to live until these assholes came along. Hey, these monsters were down here the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't bother him. <laughs> or at least I'm assuming they didn't. Maybe he had to fight them off every time. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who alone. knows? He was sneaky enough. Okay. So, um, starting things off, we are at Turgot. Turgot, a giant tentacle has just shot out from the water and has wrapped around you. And now that you're you're looking as this thing right raises you up a little bit off the ground, you can see this mound in the center that had been rising up has a form. You see a gigantic eye and a huge disgusting mouth rising out from the water as more tentacles begins to move and wiggle around. What are you doing? Uh, so I have both a complaint and a question. Yeah. I had a 27 stealth. Oh, that's Well, I guess he rolled higher. I feel like some fudging's going on, but... <laughs> I honestly kind of forgot what your stealth was. It's a 27. <sighs> well, I guess I'll die. Well, what you can do is um, escape the grapple. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if anyone heard that. <laughs> Sneeze. 
Uh, yeah, I guess that's what I'll would, I would try to do. Uh, is that just a acrobatics check or? Yeah, an acrobatics check. Alright. Uh, 17. 17 is more than enough. You wiggle very carefully in, um, through the, the wrappings of the tentacle and jump down and land on the ground. Uh, you know, Mr. Tentacle Monster, you really don't have to. You know, you weren't technically supposed to see me anyway, so uh, I'm just gonna disengage and run that way so you guys, so you don't have to deal with me anymore, and that's what I'll do. Plus, you're a cat boy. It should be going after cat girls, shouldn't it? <laughs> God. I should have known a hente reference. Well, of course it's going to come from the satyr. What did you expect? I'm guessing escaping with my action, right? Um, yeah, that was your action to, to get out. Alright, and... Bonus action disengage, just because these guys probably have long reach and start running away. Because I don't want to deal with it anymore. That's fair. So that's it for Turgot. Finn. Alright, let's see. Well, that sucks. Well, Finn. We know what that Lying is. on the ground with in a room filled with poison gas. You cough up a bit of blood and have a chance to make one last word before you die. What are your final words? As long as she survives, I'll be okay. And in that final moment, Finvara passes away. I think basically at that moment, he, he would just be kind of, you know, sending a prayer out to the universe, just, I don't really care what happens to me as long as she ends up okay in the end. Okay. Next we come to another of those creatures rising up from the ground from in the middle of the water. You see at the back, Turgot, another one of these creatures wiggling out from the water. Its eye at, is looking around, trying to see what's what other creature is there, but you're too far away from it. But you can see it. Fontine. How's my rest looking? I imagine you're probably... Feeling fairly well rested at this point. Nice. <laughs> okay. So I get up from my short rest. Huh. I wonder where all my friends are. The goblin's kind of looking over at you and he says, Us two idiots went into the pipe room. Oh, that is idiotic. Um, I'm going to activate my chariot card, um, which increases my speed by 10. Okay. And then I'll travel uh, as far as I can. Oh, wait. Could I do... I, I so am confused about speeds. So, say I could... Uh, if I have 80 feet of movement, if I dash, mm -hmm. and then I want to use my broom, I could go the broom 50 feet and then 
what? No. So when you're on the broom, you're using the broom's movement speed. Okay. So if you get on the broom and then dash, you'd be using the broom's movement speed oh, to dash. Okay. So you'd get 100? Yes. So I'd get 100. So if my chariot card says it increases my speed by plus 10, that's just my walking speed, right? Probably. Probably, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'm Honestly, in, in this instance, I'll allow you to use it um, in in addition with, with your broom. Okay. Uh, thank you, Gallus, for all of your hospitality. Um, and I fly. I guess that would be 120 feet then. Yep, 120 feet. 120, 25, 30. Um, 60, and then I have to jump over the water, right? Well, you're flying. Oh, yeah, I'm flying. Oh, yeah. I could be going diagonal. You could. Oh, I can get all the way in here. A590. I can get all the way up to... Um, I guess I would be... So, wait, now, I, I will point out that is this is the the pipe room. While you are able to fly through this corridor, once you get to this door, yeah. you're you're not going to be able to... I mean, you could get in there, but from that point on, it's too narrow for you to be flying on your broom. Okay, okay. So I'll you could probably get to right about here. Mm-hmm. And then from there, if you're wanting to get any further, you'd be on your, on your own. So honestly, you'd have to wait till your next turn. Okay, that's fine. So I come in this room. You come in this room, and you see the big broken pipe on the ground. You can see the gap. There's a huge cloud of gas that's beginning to rise up to the ceiling, just high enough that you're keeping your head low to keep yourself out from under it, or out underneath it. You see Finn and Ormer both lying down on the ground, blood coming out, trickling out of their mouths. And you can tell Finn is not moving. And Ormer is just barely clinging to life. Oh. What the fuck are you guys doing in here? Alright. Well, I guess that's the end of my turn. I guess so. Ormer, it's time to roll another death saving throw. You have two successes and one failure right now. So go ahead and roll. No. And that is a four, which is a failure. So that's two successes and two failures. Oh my god. This is nerve wrenching, guys. God damn. It's supposed to be a simple. S- <laughs> <sighs> I mean, you, you know, with a dark question. <laughs> like that time that we fought. Sir Port Leon for the first time. It was supposed to be simple, but then we didn't have Fontaine and everything oh, went to don't. hell. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to encourage me not to join in and help you, and then you were going to blame me when you died. I'm joking. Oh, that is so fucking vicious. Um, the, it is the Roper's turn. I'm about to make Fontaine full evil. Her alignment just changed. <laughs> That's what I had to get out in order for me to be okay with you doing that thing you're about to do. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> Turgot, a tendril, a tentacle comes shooting out from the roper again, trying to get at you. Um, I think you are within range still. Yeah, you are. No means no, please! 
and that is a 16. Yeah. It grasps onto you once again, and as it does so, it then begins to reel you back towards it. It is using its reel to pull you 25 feet back. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, which gets it right up to you. Using the last of its um, attacks, it is making a bite attack at you. Uh, I'm down. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. That. that is a 22, which is enough to take Turgot out. And the thing chomps down on him. Oh, and he goes you. unconscious. Uh. It is your turn. And I need you to make a death saving throw. Ten. That is a success. The other roper's turn is next, and he has nothing to do because the other one is currently swallowing Turgot. Fantine, you're up. Okay. Um, so... Let me think. It's fine. Just, just can you use Bardic Inspiration on a death save? I don't think so, no. You don't think so? Okay. In that case, I am going to... So it's a bonus action to drink a potion, but it's a full action to feed somebody a potion, right? Correct. Okay, so the issue with this room is like walking on the pipe. Well, it it was at the time. However, two pipes have now been broken. Okay. It is much easier to, to get across. You can reach Ormer. You, you you can't fly in this area. There's still okay. a lot of pipes, okay. but you can, you don't have to make any acrobatics checks anymore. The pipes okay. are broken. It's this room is fucked. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm going to reach Ormir and feed her um, a minor healing potion. Okay. Go ahead and roll the um, healing on that. So 1d4 plus 1. So you're up with 4 hit points. Let me subtract 1. So Ormer, lying there on the ground unconscious, you feel something shoved into your mouth and a warm glow begin pouring through your esophagus into your stomach. Your eyes shoot open and you cough a little bit of blood as you're looking up to see Fontaine's leaning over you looking down at you with concern on her face okay um so if i'm over by ormir um oh ormir where's turgot i tell her i think he went this way okay um i'm gonna use whatever movement i have left looks like 5 10 15 20 yeah hellhound they kind of they split the party and took took off more than they could chew extra 10 so can I get through this door? Is it unlocked? It is unlocked, and you can open it, which I'll go ahead and do for you now. Okay. There you go. Okay, I feel like I could get to right here. Um, so I don't see Turgot. You do not see Turgot. Um, you do see a very large pipe at up 30 feet above you, pouring water down into this pool. At the far end, you can see a big um, area of debris, basically. Crates and boxes and things floating in the water. 
and the waters and the pathways all seem to go north. Okay. I guess I'm just... It's not much else I can do, so I'm just going to be like, Target! Target! Can you hear me? Where are you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ormer, you are currently lying on the ground after Fantine has just run run off looking for Turgot. You will have to use half your movement to stand back up again, but you are currently conscious. So, what would you like to do? I mean, I can't really do shit with those low health points I have. Um, I don't know. Laugh yourself to heal yourself? I don't have any more key points. Oh. I'm tapped out. And oh, it, I'm, I'm looking on your character sheet right now. I don't see any potions or anything either. You do have a potion of speed. <laughs> yeah, but that ain't gonna help. I mean, it'll make you fast. In this room. Yeah, that's about it. But still, what, what are you wanting to do? You do see Finn lying dead on the ground a few feet away from you as well. I mean, I can't bring him back. <laughs> Feels nothing. <laughs> Fontaine is in the denial stage. Yeah, Fontaine's in the denial stage. Um, there, But Finn is lying there on, on the ground, his pack next to him. So, so you're suggesting I... <laughs> so you're suggesting I steal for my dead teammate? <laughs> he does have, okay, listen. He does carry a lot of valuable stuff that we need. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm just telling you what the circumstances are. I'm, I'm asking you what you want to do. I'm telling you to pose Finn in something horrifying that people wouldn't want Quiet, to see at a dead. funeral. I mean, I guess I'll apologize to him and I'll take his pack. <laughs> <laughs> he, I'm, I'm sorry, my friend. I wish I had something to bring you back because I used to, uh, no, at some point I think I will, but not quite yet. But he does have a handy haversack. Oh, yeah. That's. Yeah. He's got the handy haversack, and I'm just going to reach in, and maybe there's some potion in there. Finn, was there any potions in your haversack? Let me Where? take a quick look. I'm, I'm trying to find it right yes, now, too. Yes, there is a potion of minor healing. Okay. You, you reach your hand in, thinking for a healing potion. You pull it out, and sure enough, there is a minor healing potion in the back. I guess I'm gonna take it there. Okay. I'm try to heal myself a bit, I guess. About all I can do. Well, um, you do heal for three more hit points. And, um, and you do have the haversack now in your possession. Are you wanting to do anything else with your move? You do, you do have probably about uh, 20 more feet of movement. You use your bonus action, or you, you use the item interaction and bonus action to drink. Um, I will allow you to use 
20 more feet of movement plus um, your action if you want to do anything else. I mean, I guess I'll follow after Fontaine at a safe distance. Because I don't want to leave my teammates again. Okay. Twenty five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty. Leaving your teammate dead on the floor. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use your dash to get to get around. That way you're both kinda heading off in that direction. Um that's it for Ormer's turn. Next we come to the Roper. The Roper, having bitten down on Turgot, swallows him. Turgot's body slides down into its stomach. Um, you do take some damage, which is going to make you automatically fail a death save, Turgot. How big are these things? It's pretty big. Okay. So that counts as one failure. Um, yeah, I already marked that failure. Oh, did you? Okay. No problem. So, Turgot, it is your turn, so I'm going to need you, and, okay. So, a seven is a failure. So, uh, did you guys hear about my, uh, next character? <laughs> no. Apparently we're all having this conversation after. Yeah, no, it's like, already honestly, Me and Finn were already gonna talk about backup characters, and then this is happening. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, mine was mostly just because you know Matt well enough that you could tell me which ones he would like and which ones he wouldn't accept. <laughs> but it does turn know. out to be necessary. Yeah. Well, it's easy to, to figure out what I li I'll allow and what I won't allow. If it's technology, I'm probably going to say no. If it fits into a fantasy, uh, high fantasy world, it's probably more easily talked about. Mm -hmm. We're going to brainstorm. We're going to yeah. throw off some ideas. I'm going to have to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Fontine, it is your turn. You do. You can. You now are in a much larger area. Um, the ceilings are about 30 feet high. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. I can get to about here without a dash. Do I hear? Do I have any sense of which direction I should go? Um, the path itself only leads in one direction. Um, you can probably hear... Go ahead and make a perception check for me. Oh yeah, you can definitely hear some odd sounds, slurping sounds, um, water splashing about, um, the sounds of a swallowing motion, like a gloom. Okay, so I can get around the corner. This is at, another, if I dash, this is at another 40 feet. So mm -hmm. do I see this thing swallowing target? Uh, you you definitely saw the thing making a swallowing motion, and you... Can I see the tip of his little boots? Sure, I'll say you saw the tip of his tail with that 20. Tag it, no! <laughs> um, but he's still alive. Um, so I still have 20 feet of movement. Can I ride my broom into its mouth? <laughs> 
I'll allow it. Yeah, you can go flying as fast as you can, aiming directly towards the giant mouth of this creature. And as you're racing towards it, it just opens its mouth in surprise. Like, what the fuck? And you just go right in. With a target, so... So surprising nobody, Fontaine goes right for the mouth. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't... Trying to think of what I could do on a bonus action. I want to bonus action. I guess I'll bonus action hex this creature I just went into. Okay, you can do that. Um, and I'm gonna give him disadvantage on checks made with chosen ability. Constitution, in case we damage him from the inside, and he has to make a check or something. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I like it. Okay. Okay, that's it for Fontaine's turn. Ormer, you've seen Fontaine go flying off down the the corridor. In between that and you is a large pool, which you can see right over here if you look. You can... So you you do have your, your full movement action, bonus action as normal. Where are you wanting to go? Where is it? You saw her go north in this direction. I mean, I guess I'll kind of follow along, still staying back a bit. Are you staying to to the walkway itself, or are you... Yeah, probably. Okay. So you can use, let's see, how fast is your movement? It is 45 feet. God, you can move far. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45 there. And then if you want to dash, you can go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 here or here. It's up to you. Up. Okay. There you go. Um, you do still have your bonus action. You can see now fin, uh, Fontaine go flying through in the mouth of this thing. You can probably see the tip of the of the broom and her legs as she is now in the throat and half down into the throat of this creature. Yes, she is deep-throating a, a roper right now. I was thinking more along the lines of Tommy Lee Jones in Men in Black when his gun gets taken and he's like, eat me, eat me. I'm just uh, in a state of desperation. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, Next we come to the Roper's turn. It's got shit in its mouth. Um... It's flailing its uh, its tendrils about. There's four tendrils that it's just flailing about around its uh, head. What she it does, because it's got this thing in its throat, and you, Fontaine, you're kind of half in, half out. It's making a bite attack against you. All right. Did it accidentally smack itself with its tentacles? No, nothing like that. But imagine, imagine somebody choking. They're flailing about. They're, you know. Yeah. Well, you swallowed my friend just fine. 
He wasn't riding a giant broom. Yeah, he wasn't riding a giant broom. Um, that's a 23 to hit. He rolled a 6. So, 8. I'm, what's that? I'm using my 6. You're using a 6? Oh. Yes. My last, my last number. Okay. That changes it to a 6 plus... Let me see what the thing is. Hold on here. That's a uh, plus seven, so thirteen. Nope. Yep. Okay. So with that, it uh, chomps down, but Fontine uh, uses the magic of, of her um, connection with the Wanderer, and the thing just coughs and gags instead. Ends up biting its tongue a little bit. And that's going to be it for its turn. Can I speak to Tugget? Tugget. Please hold on. Please don't leave, Target. <laughs> I'm trying to hold him. Okay, Turgot. I need a death saving throw, please. Uh, I'm down. Bro, can he get advantage for me calling out to him in his ear? I'll allow it. Target, please. Hold on. <laughs> I, you know... Can I give him bardic inspiration? <laughs> I don't think Bardic Inspiration works on death saves. You can do it as I, long as the GM allows it. I still have Bardic Inspiration, but... Well, then roll it. Go ahead and roll it. Is it a, is it a d6 for you? or? Yes, it's a d6. This right. is for your higher one. Fuck. It's uh, still a 9. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, the fates want me dead, apparently. Appar what about inspiration? Do you have a point of inspiration? No, I used that earlier for something. Yeah. It seems that the fates just want Turgot to go. Turgot, no! And as the stomach acid begins welling up inside this creature, Turgot breathes out his last breath. What are your last words, Turgot? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> And with that, the light fades from Turgot's eyes, and he perishes. Can I kill myself? Well, there's no, another I'm roper sorry. there. It, however, can't really do anything because there's nobody around but Fontine in this thing's mouth. Plus, you don't know Turgot is dead yet. I'm holding his body. You're holding its his limp hand. It's fine. Oh, it's gonna okay. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be fine. Take it is. Time. It is your turn, Fontine. Uh, I am going to thunderstep with Turgot. Okay. Interesting. Go ahead and um, put thunderstep out in chat for me, please. Cast it at third level. Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom! Um, yeah. So, I don't know if this thing gets a disadvantage since we're inside of it, but I think it should. I honestly <laughs> think it should, too, because you're sending force damage outward in the middle of this fourth thing's throat. Definitely a, a, that. Um, You've been thunderstruck. So, let's go ahead and roll this. It is a con saving throw at disadvantage. 
didn't it get a penalty because you picked con saves or whatever? Um, it's only for ability checks. I'm yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't work on the saving throw. But that's a 10. Yeah, that so fails. He straight up fails. Um, it's going to be 12 thunder damage. And we have teleported exactly 90 feet away. So me and Target are way down here now. Poof. This thing, you explode this forceful energy out from this the thing's throat. I'm going to say that probably does, just in the circumstances, because why the fuck not, that yeah. does double damage because it's yeah. coming from the inside of this thing. So 24 points of damage to this roper on the inside, and both Fontine and Turgot, the body of Turgot, vanishes and reappears at the other side of the sewer. We're like on the ground, and I'm holding Turgot, and I'm like, Turgot, wake up! Wake up, Turgot! Hello? I'm like trying to look in his eyes, and he's dead. No, this can't be happening. I took one nap. It was one nap. How could something so bad happen from one nap? Oh, fuck. That's the end of my turn. I don't know what else I'm gonna do. Yeah, I would say so. Ormer, a loud, thunderous a noise just exploded in the area around here. You saw no force just explode out from this roper's mouth, and Fantine and the body of Turgot has appeared down at the far end of the sewer. The sewer is now echoing loudly the sounds of this thunderous wave, and it hurts your ears. But what would you like to do? I mean, if I saw them go down there, I'd just turn around and head back over to them. Yeah, and you can easily make it back, running back over to them. And with it, all of you now out of range from these things, I would say battle for at least the moment, is over. And Fontine and Ormer, you now look down as not one but two of your friends have perished this evening. Mm, well, crap. That did not like, go as planned at all. It's like wailing. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I would say so. Um, so I am I'm gonna say Okay, it's listen, Omi, I actually think that it's gonna be fine. Um, see, I I have a solution, okay? I think um at least one of them, uh I I could have back. Um but I, I don't know how to choose. What do you mean? I have scroll of animate dead. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Finn Finn is passing on to another world that he's visited before and perhaps he'll be fighting demons in hell. But I don't know what's gonna happen to Turgot when he dies. So uh I, I mean there is a church. Okay, um Fon Ormer, you see Fontine pulling out this scroll as she's talking about casting Animate Dead on Turgat. 
Can we uh, pop that spell up in the chat? Yeah, I don't actually have it, um, like, saved since it was a spell scroll, but okay. I can copy and paste it in the chat. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we'll see. Does, does Animate Dead, like, actually bring him back to no. life? No, it's... Animating the body. It, she's really she's turning fun. him into a zombie. If Matt wants to be really fun, he'll let, uh, he'll let Junior still play Zombie Turgot. <laughs> At least for the rest of this session. Even if you just have zombie pets. <laughs> so, so, yeah, basically she's turning Turgot's body into a zombie. Which will last... Well, it'll be a zombie indefinitely, but after so long, she'll lose control over him. Yeah, but I can cast this every 24 hours to maintain control. If you have enough scrolls, yes. Yeah, a female oh, yeah if, I get the, if I get, learn the spell or whatever. A female creature who looks like she's wearing a giant cranberry costume suddenly appears as you're casting the spell and begins singing. Oh no, what does this mean? <laughs> what? Zombie <laughs> by the cranberries? Come on. Uh, <laughs> I wish I hadn't sold I need to go back to that guy who I sold the freaking staff to the staff could cast animate dead and then I sold it so I'll just go and get that back and then we can get Finn back too and everything will be fine and we'll be a group again does zombie me like zombie me wouldn't really be me right so I don't oh, know. oh no it's not you at all it's just a zombie okay, cause what I was saying. about to about to which like, is why which is why I was asking if Ormer is going to allow this to happen. Fontaine's kind of pulling gonna, a wand gonna, vision. Gonna, I mean there I'm are clerics in the town. I'm going to put my hand on Fontaine's shoulder and be like, "No, I this this is not this is not what we should do." I don't understand. Cuz then we will just lose him again. But then he'll be walking around with us, and it'll be fine. But then he's, but going, then he's going to turn on us, and we will have to no, no, no. attack I'll, I'll, our friend. Buy the staff back, and then I can cast it every day, and um, and he'll stay our friend. Fontine, this is not healthy. I just took a nap. <laughs> Was it a good one? <laughs> yeah, I got most of my spell, most of my hit points back and all my spell slots. So yeah, it was pretty nice. But not worth was this. It, was, was it, it worth was it? it? <laughs> no, I think I'm actually gonna retire. <laughs> oh no. Uh I wonder if there was any Poyo <laughs> Hey. Oh yeah, we, oh, yeah, we still that. haven't found that either, have we? And so, on our next adventure of the trials of splitting the party, we'll <laughs> hey, now Fonte. I'm jealous. Now I'm really jealous because I made a cool backup character that I low key was like, I really want to play this backup character, but I don't want to kill Fontaine. And then everybody dies but me. So Fontaine, make an intelligence check. I'm not very smart. That's okay. I've got a plus zero. Crit failed. Make a religion check. <laughs> I, I was die? No, I was going to say uh, that technically, I don't know if mine would count, but Turgot is definitely a humanoid and died within yeah, 24 I, hours. I, I was already going to do that. I said we need the blood. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm going to get your blood. <gasps> <What>? Hold on. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to take you. 
I'm still summoning the demon. Now I gotta pick up where Finn left off. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm still doing it. You're gonna use my blood for demon summoning <laughs> to save his oh, yeah. fiance. Oh yeah. Because he said I didn't. I didn't hear his last words, but you know, in my heart of hearts, I know what they were. Um, the reason I was gonna, I asked you to roll a religion check, Fontaine, is you, you've carried around that that Gutenberg Bible for a while. You've read passages in there. Resurrection does exist, and the Church of the Five does does have clerics. But, <laughs> I'm gonna talk to you out of out of this game real quick because I'm I'm scheming now. I'm scheming. Well, like honestly, I feel like my demonic looking ass. You feel like what? I feel like this is probably just a good point to end tonight's session. Then, since sure. you guys have a lot of things to decide, uh, Fontine and Ormer are still alive and in the sw- in the sewers. Um, and they have two dead friends there, so, I, I mean, I guess the question is, are you going to try to continue on, just the two of you, to find your herbs, or are you going to leave? I think we'll we'll leave it on a cliffhanger for now. <laughs> Can we yeah. talk to you out again? <laughs> yeah. I th- okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's a cliffhanger. Who knows? So, yeah. I think this is a great place to end things here um, while the debauchery circus decides what to do from here on out with the death of two of their friends. So thank you everybody for watching this nail biting episode. Um, was not expecting that to go that way. That's for sure. But you know, that's the fun of D and D sometimes it happens and sometimes the dice roll as they roll. But for everybody in the debauchery circus, I want to thank everybody who's watched this evening or afternoon because it's only 2.40. Stay tuned and check us out again next week when we find out what choices the circus have made. We love you all. We love you all very much. Thank you for watching. Um, Our hearts go out to all of you, and we will see you next week. Rest in peace, Finn and Turgot. Rest in peace, Finn and Turgot. In loving memory.